If you're an Android user and you are looking for an app for your podcast for quarantainment, check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. There are so many, so many thousands, I believe, tens of thousands of good reviews on the Google Play Store. So you know it's not just me shilling for a product. It's a thing that people actually like. Check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store and solve all of your podcast woes on Android devices. That's the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s and you can check out the tiers and learn what one's right for you. Check it out and see if that works for you. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers. And with me, as always, is a man whose passion is not cheese, but Olympic gymnastics, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. Why Why a Sargento throw? <laughs> okay. So, right, like, that, was Sarge- that was the Sargento yes, cheese man. That was the Sargento cheese man. <laughs> I have a theory. This movie, secretly funded by the cheese collective known as Sargento, or the Cabot people, or perhaps oh. both. Do they, do they use the name Sargento? No, but Kurt Thomas plays a man named Cabot, and also the secret country where this thing is held is Parmistan, which is very obviously that the writer was eating cheese while this movie was happening. Yeah, I was like, Parmistan? So, uh, my headcanon, the Sargento cheese guy, is the one behind all of this. And then didn't put his own cheese in the movie? Right, right. Well, they had to, like, be, you know, subtle about it. They didn't even put a sergeant in the movie. No, they didn't. Although, Like, uh, they could have done, like, sergeant, oh, I have to tell you something. (laughs) I think that would have been too obvious. There's also no guy with Sargento cheese voice, which I feel like would be perfectly fit right in with this cast of characters. That's very, very true. Uh, anyway, we watched Jim Cotta, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your combination of gymnastics and karate. Something's gonna be done about your combination of gymnastics and karate. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So, the year is 19, probably 83 or 84. This movie comes out in 85, but we're a little before that. 84 Olympics, Kurt Thomas, Gymnast Supreme. Was it a particularly famous year for 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 the Olympics? Well, it was a famous year because he was supposed to be the unstoppable gymnastics machine and then we didn't participate in the Olympics because of Cold War stuff. Oh. So uh, Kurt Thomas won world championships in the 70s. And then he, I believe it was 83. So he was a member of the Olympic team in 76. That's what it is. So in uh, 79, he wins six medals at the World Championships, and everyone thinks 1980 Summer Olympics, he's going to be the the guy. Now, this is before Summer and Winter Olympics were in different years. Oh, I was cause I was trying to do the math in my head just now. Like, okay, so the Olympics were the, the next one would have been... Okay, okay. 
So it used to in 1980. It was just like the Olympics were every four years, and there was the summer games, and the winter games. So the U.S. participates in the winter games. That's where the miracle on ice happens. But they do not participate in the summer games. So Kurt Thomas does not get his chance. So uh, was it like January, January and like July kind of thing? That would be my guess. Uh, I don't know one hundred percent, but I, I guess it was a beginning and a middle of year. The summer games were in Moscow that year, uh, and they were held in July, through July through August. So yes, um, so because of the amateur rules of the uh, the Olympics, he so he doesn't get to participate in 1980. 1984, he decides not to participate in order to make money because there's not probably a lot of money in amateur gymnastics. Um, mm-hmm. He eventually does an Olympic comeback in 1992 and makes it onto the gymnastics uh, trials team, like into the trials, but doesn't make the team in 92. Although at that point he's significantly older. I was um, gonna say you're old at that point, buddy. Yeah, um, but he this Kurt Thomas, massive, massively known gymnast. Gymnast. Uh, this is when uh, Olympic athletes, I think, had a bigger, bigger shake. You know, I, mean, I, think, I think Wheaties boxes. Right. But like, I think they were culturally a bigger deal. I I think if you ask the random person to name five Olympians, you would probably get five names and they would be from a random mishmash of decades and probably from several different countries. Uh, Do you mean like medalist placing or just Olympians in general? Uh, I mean, I'm asking the question broadly, but if they were famous, they would be the famous ones. Well, because I was like, I'm trying to think if I could do I have um, Gabby Douglas. Um, Simone Biles, 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 Simone Biles. Um, oh, the hot one, the skier. Uh, can't remember his name. Uh, there's Adam Rapone. There's Michael Phelps. And then why am I blanking on the hot guy's name? The skier, the gay skier. Him. He'll be my fifth one, but I can't. Remember so I, name. I would think Michael Phelps and Simone Biles are the two biggest olympians of the current era modern yeah. era uh and i still don't think they touch what it was like to be kurt thomas circa 1980 like people were in gus kenworthy in- that's the I hot skier is. okay he's big as he came at. he's he's a gay skier i see yeah he's not american and he he's not gus kenworthy metal. yeah no he's british gus kenworthy is 100 percent american uh this literally says he's british and that he was born in chelmsford united kingdom so gus kenworthy the skier i'm reading his wikipedia page he lives in america he's a british american skier born in chelmsford united kingdom but he skis for america well the rules are stupid (laughs) i was like he's definitely skis for america you just know because he was on american horror story no i know him because he's attractive okay Anyway, my point stands. Oh, Tom Daly. Olympians do not have the same heat that they had back then because Kurt Thomas is so famous in 1984 that someone is like, I'm going to make a movie about you doing gymnastics, but it's fighting. And he's like, "Okay," And then they make Jim Kata, which is an entirely fake thing that is kind of like capoeira and also pretty much just gymnastics. Um, Yeah, it's... I just don't understand why it wasn't just a gymnastics thing. Like, why did he have to fight? Because it's significantly more interesting that he's kicking people. I would have zero interest in watching him tumble about. (laughs) None. No, but I'm saying it could have been. It could have been a like, um, like the toxic music video or that Catherine Zeta Jones movie. 
where there's like lasers and he has they're like hey do, we need someone flex like flexible and bouncy to like get through these laser walls yeah i think the kicking makes it a hundred times this movie would be really really dry and boring if it was what you're describing the fact that it's a, it already kicking, is but the Plot fact twist. that it's a, <laughs> i disagree i thought this was a hoot but the 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 absurdity of the kicking and punching in this is what really does it for me so this is this is basically the idea we were pitching before. I was going to say it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's the um, worst version of our yes. half rate of our half cooked idea. Yeah. yeah, I think going for the gold is a better version of Jim Cotta, but I do think Jim Cotta is a worthy entry in the Olympians uh, save the day uh, subgenre. Um, <laughs> you know that 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 booming subgenre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, many a great number of movies that are about Olympians uh, saving the day. The closest thing I can think of off my head isn't even Olympians save the day. It's just someone saves the day at a sports arena, and it's that it's that hockey rink movie with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, the one that I uh, I wrote about there was recently essentially a remake of that movie with Batista, where he was uh, trying to save a group of people with a bomb at a soccer game. Uh, oh. It was a directed DVD action movie that was very enjoyable. Um, I the I think we watched it or I watched it with um, like Keith. Yeah, we we all watched it together. I thought it was that because the one thing I remember is the there was a a bad guy in the penguin suit and yes. he got no 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 on... Jean Claude Van Damme gets in the penguin suit no because this is. Well, then some someone is in the penguin suit and gets kicked onto a conveyor belt and they get strangled by the conveyor because the head gets pulled up and they get strangled on the uh, conveyor belt. Okay. Well, so maybe Van, Van Damme hides in it at one it. point, but it's a bad guy. Okay. Actually, you know what? Maybe Van Damme, maybe I'm getting the part confused where Van Damme puts on the gear and plays goalie for a couple of minutes. <laughs> maybe the, I mean, that's another part knows? of that movie. Um, sudden death we will should have done instead of ready to rumble uh, for our uh, <laughs> leap year episode. Sudden death is going to become the new movie we reference constantly, and then we have to do an episode on in twenty twenty four. Well, no, um, no, we said we were going to go further back. It's Poseidon Adventure. Is the that's right. We're gonna <laughs> well Patreon. We got the Patreon feed and the main feed. So yeah. Um. We should talk a little bit about Jim Cotta. There's not should a lot we? of plot. We? But <laughs> there's not a lot of plot, but I do want to talk about it. It opens with 90 full seconds of boring static credits. Yes. And I was like, what and is then, happening? Like, like, give me something moving. It's just a still image. Uh, and then parallel bars? Yeah, well, because you're looking or are they at... uneven bars? What? Okay. I can never remember you... what the men do and what the women do. Damn it. Okay. I want to say women do the parallel and men do the uneven... Or no, 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 men do parallel, women do uneven, I want to say. Because, okay. because no, that is correct, because in Jurassic Park 3, the girl gymnast does the you uneven right. bars for the raptors. You're right. So parallel bars are like more of a swirly motion and not a circular flippy motion, it seems. Yeah, uneven, You, I think you go back and forth between the bars, and parallel, you kind of stay between, I think. Yeah, okay. Don't at me, National Gymnastics Society. Well, that he is doing the the the, the Jurassic uh, World, no, Jura, uh, Jurassic Lost Park. World, Lost Dur- World. No, it's, it's Lost World. Yeah, it's two. Uh, he's doing the Lost World type of thing where it's like flippity dippity and catch yourself on the other one, and then flip back and forth between the two. Yeah, um, and because after the the static credits, 
you realize that you're the what you've been looking at is a real weird close up of one of the bars. And so he's flippity dipping. And then they cut to horse like horse hooves. So it's silent flippity dipping. And then what sounds like a damn rocket going off of the horse hooves. Because this movie has awful sound. I don't know if it's oh, yeah. whatever. No. If I assume it's just a product of the time. But there's awful sound mixing because everyone talks at this volume. Yeah. And then bam, punch, punch, bam, bam. This is the thing that I have a problem with with almost everything that's on Netflix, with the majority of things that are on Hulu. I need a button on the remote that is like up 10, down 10. So I can be mm-hmm. like, boop, 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 boop. But I, that's why I like if we need those dials again. The like on, yeah. the, on old school like surround sound systems. I need a dial so I can quick up, quick down. Right. Well, I have a dial on mine, but that would require me to lay on the floor and watch the whole movie at arm's length of the like, entertainment You don't want to do it center. like you're at a sleepover? No, I want to be able to just like up, down, up, down or crazy fucking thought. Maybe somebody at these things could just run it through an audio leveler. I don't know. Like I do for this podcast that has a production budget that is a tenth of the single day's catering. I don't mind if your movie has an explosion and the explosion is louder than everything else because it's an explosion. What I don't want is that the vault, the speak, the, uh, the dialogue that theoretically is supposed to drive your movie forward is at a one and then fight scenes they're at a four and then you have right. explosions at a six like i they i need two different Nightmare. levels and you need to use a high level sparingly right uh but anyway we're clomping through the woods run through the woods and then this man gets to a tightrope and he's surrounded by ninjas and he's crawling across this tightrope uh you know arm hand over hand over this tightrope and then he gets shot with an arrow and he falls, but we don't get a dummy, and it was really upsetting. I thought I was going to have to adjust my expectations for this movie, but spoiler alert, don't worry, so many dummies coming. Oh, so many. And again, this man goes for style points. Like we talked about previous. I don't remember which, what week, it might have been the James Bond week, where like, you know, you need, if, if you come across a rope that you have to go across, hook your legs on and your arms. Yes. You need both yes. points of contact, that's how you're going to safely get across. Yes, I think that might have actually been when we were discussing the bridge in When Time Ran Out. You know what, you're right. It was When Time Ran Out. But your point stands because that comes up later, although we'll we'll just put a pin in that for, for when we get to it in the movie. Uh, but we cut from this fall to uh, recruitment of Kurt Thomas, who is Frank Cabot. This Again, movie, just like... Cheese-based. For a 90-minute movie that has... A solid six minutes of slow motion just to stretch it to a 90 minute runtime and a 90 seconds of credit at the beginning. You probably could have spent some of those minutes on uh, exposition because literally we go from uh, B roll of the uneven or parallel bars or whatever spliced with horse hooves and shooting a man on a rope to being like, no one's ever won the game. And I was like, wait, what, what, what are you talking about? What game? Right. And we didn't know that what we were watching before was a different running of this particular game. Exactly. There's Yeah, there's no explanation. Um, also, it's just, I know it's a movie and we're supposed to suspend disbelief, but I don't believe that the world wouldn't try and shut this nation down. Like if there was, if today there was a country that was like, hey, any foreigner who steps foot in our land has to be, has to do the Hunger Games or the Running Man. I think we, as the U- the world, a spaceship Earth, would be like, hey, no. 
So two things. I don't think people know about it. I don't think information travels far and wide enough that people know about this thing that's happening in Parmistan. But every country is – it says every country is currently training men to go play the game. And I was like, well, then what, if we all know about it, what are we doing? But it's not that everyone knows about it. It's that secret high-level government officials know about it. Okay. Because I, I was like, like I needed like, it – I needed it to be like, hey, there's it's a dictatorship, and he has you know nuclear weapons, and if we try and storm by force, he'll you know set off a nuclear war. Like I need something that says we can't just shut this right. down because that's what we should have done instead of playing. Right, and I totally get that, but I think this is a situation of you know there's maybe 25 people in the United States that know about it, which is pr- frankly probably uh, you know real. There's probably things that are super secret. High-level government clearance things that people know about that we don't. That's fair. But, like, imagine if they were like, hey, Kim Jong-un makes all foreigners play Wipeout. And if they lose Wipeout, <laughs> like, you know what I first mean? Of all, first of all, that is probably pretty close to accurate. Um, oh, you know, it would be more like American Ninja Warrior. It wouldn't be Wipeout. I guess, although Wipeout no, would be more no, enjoyable. It's, it's Wipeout, but there's not – it's like a pit full of snakes. <laughs> Or just like a piranha tank. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there's no protective equipment. <laughs> no, not at all. But they still they still edit in the boinks. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, and he's just like, ha ha ha, look, another American falling <laughs> They also, like, if someone gets eaten by piranhas, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burps. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um... <laughs> he was the only dictator I could think of. Yeah, no, it's fine. I just, I had a thought and now I don't anymore. Um, but, oh, this is where we learned that the country's name is Parmistan. And I genuinely yelped in laughter at the Yeah, I was like, it's like the silliest. First Frank Cabot, I was already thinking about cheese. And then you throw Parmistan at me. And it's just like, well, this whole movie is going to be cheese based for me. But, aged oh, Parmistan? Uh, yeah, exactly. A finely aged imported Parmistan. I don't think it's every foreigner who sets foot on the soil there. That's what they said. They said every foreigner who comes to this land has to play the game. Okay. So it must just be that there aren't many foreigners going there then. Yeah. Which makes me think it's common knowledge because no one goes to Parmistan because why would you want to play the running man? Yeah. No, I mean, I certainly would never go to Parmistan. Or if it was sort of like a, like in, in one of the Purge movies, there were like Purge tourists who came from like Holland on Purge Night to do murdering. Yeah. Like, Wait, that's a if, thing? Like, it's in one of the movies? Yeah. That, like, okay. Holland, like, Dutch people or someone, some people come to America for Purge Night to kill legally and then go back home. Um, is I mean, Purge Night in those movies nationwide, or is that, like, a city-by-city, state-by-state? It's thing? nationwide, but, uh, so I watched the actual first, pur- the first Purge movie to come out. Okay. And then I saw The First Purge, which okay. is its own movie. I there those are the kind of movies that very much like uh Fast and the Furious. I love the trailer. I'm so invested in so the trailer. So First Purge First Purge is genuinely good. I truly enjoyed that movie. The movie called The First Purge because or the literal first movie ever released? Both. Okay. Both. The first Purge movie released I enjoyed because it was a fascinating like home invasion movie but with yeah. the uh, added factor of like you can't call the police. And then, so for the first, capital T, capital F, capital P, first purge, yeah, um, it was the Staten Island experiment where they were like, we're just going to do it on Staten Island and see what happens. And it was basically like, uh, 
a parable of like, oh, we told low-income households that we'll give you $3,000 if you stay in town for the night because people were trying to leave. And so right. they told all these low-income households and like projects, like you get $3,000 if you stay and you have to wear these contacts that prove you stayed all night. Um, and then when no one was looting and rioting and go- and like murdering, like they wanted to prove what happened, they sent in soldiers to start doing it dressed gotcha, as civilians. Gotcha. And it was this whole, like, po- it was very, very political, which the movies apparently have gotten. I just don't watch. I have missed the middle four or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's something very cathartic about watching a very ripped, handsome black man murder a bunch of Nazis in, like, cartoonish caricature Nazi costumes. Like, yeah, like no. that makes that makes me feel happy. I don't know why. I watched a ripoff of those movies that I cannot remember the title of and is now going to drive me just absolutely crazy. But it was the exact thing you were describing of. They were on Staten Island and a bunch of like militia people uh, tried to tried to get in there and, you know, rampage. I, I can't. It was very bad, but I can't I can't remember. I think it was also with Batista. Um, anyway, you went on a Batista kick. Well, so, OK, I had this thing where I was like trying to crack the code because the Batista movie with the soccer is very good. It's like a movie straight out of the nineties. It was directed by a stunt director who got his first crack at directing a, a, a bigger movie. He had probably made friends with Batista through filming other movies. And so they did that movie together. Are there stunt and, coordinators in wrestling? Uh, there's agents, which is usually retired wrestlers who help produce the matches, but it's not necessarily a stunt coordinator in the way you're talking about it. Like they, it's I just sort of like just, self-governed basically. I think they just like, this is the thing we want to do. And then they figure out how to do it. Okay. I was curious. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. And then I watched this other one, same thing, stunt coordinator directed a movie. This one starred Jason Momoa. It's called Braven. And it's like a very tight little thriller with drugs and, uh, that bad guy from avatar. Like the actor. Yeah, he was supposed to be. He thought he was going to be Cable for a while, and then they put Josh Brolin in instead. Oh, that guy! I know Stephen Lang. About. Stephen Lang, I think, is his name. Anyway, so I had this thing. I was like, okay, it's he the basically actors. played Cable in Avatar, right? But so it's like, okay, you've got these actors who are action guys, and then you try to find the stunt coordinator movies. And so I was just like down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out. Uh, you know who the who the people were that I should be uh, gravitating toward to try to find these like little secret, uh, secretly really fun hidden gems. Yeah, uh, the one I watched was called Bushwick, and Batista was also the executive producer of it. But it's the same thing you're describing. Bushwick, not very good. You know what else screwed me up like that with the first purge, first purge situation was Xbox One. Because they came out with Xbox yeah. and then Xbox 360. And so I started yeah. calling regular Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah. And then they came out with the Xbox One. And I was like, how dare you? Yeah. Um, anyway, we got to talk about this movie. I don't know how the hell we got into Bushwick and whatnot, but that's that's what we did. Um, so he gets recruited because the movie didn't waste any time explaining anything or telling right. you anything of note. And they were like, the game is dangerous. And I was like, but what is it? Um and then they're like, here is the princess of the country. And I was like, why? How did we get her? Yeah, I don't quite get that part. Even having watched the movie, I'm still a little odd as to how that all came together. Yeah. Um, she doesn't speak for the first 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But don't worry. And then you find out she can. Don't worry about yeah. that. In th- within th- in 13 minutes, they kiss and bone. 
Well, I mean, it is and Olympic gymnast. So gymnastics. just for your timeline, everyone, movie starts at zero. At 13 minutes, they kiss. At 15 minutes, they bone. At 45 minutes, she speaks for the first time. I don't see any problem with that. That seems like a very normal and good relationship to me. This I, I've said this six times now, but this is the thinnest relationship we've ever seen on the podcast. <laughs> um, the thing I want to talk about, Jake, so there's this long training sequence, which is why the princess it's is It's weird. It is this L.L. Bean-ass montage of people training <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> It's just people running around the woods and somebody decided that they had to either one or two things happened. Either this is done absolutely on purpose, which makes it insane, or it was done by accident and it was not edited out, which is also insane. But the sounds of crunching leaves is like catastrophically loud. I didn't notice that. I was too distracted by the man holding a falcon for no reason. (laughs) So falcon guy is great, but they're like running through the woods and it's like... Like, I'm going to... Nice that's, fully. Solid that's, fully. That's, that's how loud it is constantly. And you're trying to pay attention to the movie. Sometimes sometimes there's dialogue, and it's just this crunchy-ass leaves and this L.L. Bean-ass montage. I just do not get it. Yeah, it's the weirdest, because they were like, this is going to make your um, Olympic training look like finger painting. And I was like, yeah, because he's not skilled in this. This isn't a skill right. he has. Like <laughs> Yes. Olympic training is taking a skill and honing it to a razor point. This is, let's teach you something brand new. Right. So there's a lot of them at the same time. Yeah, it's, but he only has two teachers and then three teachers and the princess. I think that's right. There's like a fight trainer, a walk upstairs on a handstand trainer. And then there's a bow staff trainer who holds a falcon on his arm. And also the monkey bars. Oh, yeah, the monkey bird. And I was just like, why do you have a falcon? Like, he doesn't send the falcon. He's not like the falcon's going to swoop at you and you have to, like, you know, do something. It's just like, I'm holding a falcon. I think it was a situation where they were filming this in God knows what country. And they were, this was like their fixer guy. The one who smooths over local relations. This is my theory. This is not okay. fact. And that he he just happened to be a falconer. And so they were like, yeah, you could just be in the movie. Just bring the falcon and then just stand there with it. And that's fine. Like, you could be the falcon guy. I was just like, because um, uh, Mamory Hart, the YouTuber I, I love, wrote a movie about a party. And she's like, I wanted one shot of my dog in a party hat. Like, as we're, like, cutting through stuff in the party, I wanted my dog, like, asleep tongue out with a party hat on. And they're like... Um, we would have to hire an animal trainer and wrangler for the day, so we don't. We're not going to do that. And she's like, "It's just my dog," and they're like, <laughs> "Legally, we can't do that." There are rules. So uh, after he trains in LL Beanverse, he walks into the room, and so we've talked before. I think it was it's um, Friday the Thirteenth, where like someone wrote, "I can do a handstand on their special skills," uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so they're like, "Do a handstand. We'll kill you that way." But I mean, that's man, what this whole montage is because it's an Olympic is. gymnast. Yeah, it's true. This but movie this is, I can't is, act, yeah. but I can yeah. flip. Yeah. So he walks in the room to, like, look at the princess, who we didn't mention looks Asian. I would say, like, Filipino. Yeah. Like, you're, so you're kind of, like, confused placing this country because it's called Parmistan, which totally sounds Middle Eastern. And then yes. this woman looks like she would be Filipino, like, Asian. So you're like, I don't know where this country is. Don't worry, that'll get weirder later. So he walks in the room, and he says something to her, and she doesn't speak, because it's not 45 minutes in yet. 
Then he does a full backflip, like a jumping backflip, and turns her back to her, his back to her, and starts speaking as the princess. And then does another flip, so he's facing her and speaks as himself, and does this four times. It's amazing. I was like, we get it, you're an Olympic gymnast. (laughs) I can tell that, because you can't act. Genuinely one of the craziest sequences I've ever seen in a movie. It's not, it's it's a joke you've seen done a hundred times before, in executed in the craziest way you could execute it's a joke i do all the time like i do to my boyfriend if he doesn't respond to something i'd say yeah it's a flipping somersault to talk to himself it's amazing and then they kiss and she pulls a knife on him and he's like i don't care and kisses her more yeah uh okay so (laughs) so they send him to well i wrote down mortal Kombat island but now i guess it's ufc island because this is exactly what they're doing for ufc fights during the quarantine is just sending them to a mystery death island well so this but this isn't parmistan they send him to a different place right it's like a training for the training kind of yeah um i don't know why they can't just send him from america because he's clearly an american right and he's an olympian so like he is globally known i imagine yeah no he is they would look and be like oh you're that american gymnast right you'd think he would be a celebrity when he arrived to compete in these games yeah because no one knows who no one like looks at him twice Um, right they could have had a line about parmistan doesn't send people to the olympics like literally anything to tie into the world parmistan doesn't have television parmistan doesn't you know anything parmistan goes great over pasta i don't know Parmistan can be dry and crumbly or more soft and sweet, depending on how long it's been aged. I prefer a microplane on my Parmistan. Some people prefer <laughs> a finer grate, a, a wider grate. I don't know. It depends on whether you're putting it on pasta or mixing it into a cheese sauce. That's very true. That's, I prefer a wider grate. I don't actually prefer a microplane for Parmesan, just to be clear. Wait, really? Like yeah, I like, on top of pasta? I, like, I like bigger chunks. Huh. Not chunks, but like bigger shreds crumbles okay a crumble a crumble's good too so the liaison on this island he gets killed no he doesn't someone gets killed but it's not him okay i thought it was the liaison guy no the liaison guy is the one who pulls the gun okay so my my next note is that kurt flip kicks 200 bad guys so i think this is the incredibly long fight sequence that starts this yeah they're in they're in the market from the opening of aladdin This does take place in Agrabah. That's yeah, true. it's it's like they're they're the king, king. Yeah, it's king. It's princess. The king of Parmesan is about as effective and smart as the Sultan of Agrabah. So, yeah, no, I. I so they're in the market in Agrabah, and it's the princess and the gymnast and two agents, and the one agent gets arrowed in the middle of the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, so he runs away to like fight the hundred guys comes back and the other agent is dead um, we should also mention that the kicks so kurt doesn't really throw that many punches it's almost all kicks and then most of his flippy moves are like hurricane ramas and other leg-based wrestling flips uh well, but they're about the, i would say they're about 50 percent that and 50 percent just him getting around but the uh <laughs> him getting around like you but know in other, a video game when yeah, you learn yeah. when you figure out in a video game that like jumping gets you like moves a little faster than running so all of a sudden you just start jumping that's what he's doing he's mortal combating around um but 
the Foley on the punches is louder than Indiana Jones punches, which are comically exaggerated because they're supposed to be. These yeah. are 10 times louder than Indiana Jones punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. So he runs back, he sees the agent's dead, goes to his contact, Markle? Mackle? Something like it's that. It's one of those, yeah. Um, and I was like, God, this dude just can't act at all. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, she's being held by... I couldn't even tell you because I don't know. Like they, I was like, are, whatever country they're in now that isn't Parmesan wanted her. Oh, they were like gonna gamble, like barter with her life for the so, the kingdom of Parmistan. So the the wiki is telling me that they go to the town of Karabal on the Caspian Sea and through which they need to infiltrate into Parmistan. Oh, okay. They also said that there's no we- there's no guns allowed in Parmistan, which I thought would be an important point later. Right. It's not at all. No, not even a little bit. So they're like, there's no weapons allowed. So we're gonna we've created these like adamantium weapons for you. Yeah. He's like, here's an axe. Watch this, and he holds up a like a pipe, like a lead pipe, and he chops through it. And then the the princess picks up a I don't know. It looks like a like a little remote you would have for like a little portable heater. Like it's a small remote and she like pushes a button and a blade shoots out and they're like, that'll kill a man at 20 feet. (laughs) And then none of these gadgets and shit come back later. No, it's bonkers. I clearly, it clearly is something that they were trying to set up and then either the effects didn't work later and they couldn't pull it off and they just cut it or they just cut it for time. But But like he doesn't even use his ax. Like there's no like, I needed the sequ- I needed a moment of like a go bag where he like pulls up a rope on a tree and like brushes stuff off and there's a duffel bag full of his weapons so that he's prepared. Or just like he has to make a camp and he uses the hatchet to chop down a tree or something. Like it could have a practical purpose. Yeah, it's just so st- I was like why do we talk about this? This movie wastes so much time with things that either get resolved quickly or don't matter and I'm like it's all padding. Right. Because the princess trained him remember that and now she's kidnapped and needs a savior yeah i i so i was waiting for this to be the final training exercise like at the end when he like gets there it's like ha just kidding this was it like you're ready now oh that would have been great that yeah. would have been great and instead what happens is he rescues the princess then they get he also back to kicks the... a rando dude on a bike yes he, he like really does. a guy on a bike comes around a corner just a civilian and he gets a roundhouse kick clotheslined <laughs> off his bike <laughs> which like in my it's head canon, so funny in my head canon, it was not an actor like he wasn't <laughs> part of the crew that he was just, why that was the sargento guy he was like hey i'm just going around my back oh my god and so because he the poor because the gymnast gets down next he was like hey you you'll be fine and like pats him on the chest and then runs <laughs> away to continue rescuing the princess your family's passion is cheese mine is kicking people in the head Da ding da ding. Yeah. So then, ringing the bike bell. I, the right <laughs> I just want to be. He clear. rescues the princess, and then there's five straight minutes of them running through the same sets of like yes. Agrabah streets, getting shot at. And I was like, why couldn't this have been five minutes of fighting to get to the princess? Because that's more visually interesting than just running and like right. ducking with like. Ba-tew, ba-tew. 
it's honestly like one step above having them run in place in front of a green screen and just changing the background behind them. It's so like they're just nondescript alleyways. It's not world building. It's not place making. Right, right. It's as if there was you know two alleys behind the building that they were shooting this in and they just kept running they were like we'll go east to west then we'll go west to east then we'll go north south then we'll go south north like it's all goofy um and then so then we find out that the men who kidnapped the princess aren't like government people because the police shoot them and the one (laughs) the one guy The one guy gets shot and just sits down. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yes, it's like he it's like he just got tired. It's like when you go to a theme park and there's a little kid that just pooped and they just they're like, I'm done. Boom. No, it's, it's like are. if you were like, hey, dad, I wrote a movie and I need you to get sh- shot and killed. <laughs> so when I go bang, die. And that's like, that's what it is. He's like. Uh, he like leans, like squats down, puts a hand on a car, sits down, and then falls flat. And I was like, "Bro, there is more than one person in this movie that dies the way you do when you're playing with the child who shoots you or kicks you or does whatever." Yes, where you do like very like an exaggerated like you grab your chest and you spin around and then you like go to a knee and then you collapse. Like several deaths in this movie are like that. <sighs> really crazy. So, so it's a double he goes, it's a double cross, right? Classic double cross. They get back to the hideout and I don't remember what tips them off. No, um, nothing. He pulls a gun. No, cuz he says something first. It was one of those like how did you know to pour two glasses of water if I wasn't home situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he pulls out his gun. And he's like ha ha ha. And then he gets gunned down instantly and the guy's like I was thought the CIA should take care of this itself. Ha ha. Yes. Uh, no, I just want to make a point of clarity. It is very specifically not the CIA. It it's is the, the SIA. SIA because we don't want to uh, offend any government entity. Please and thank you. This yeah. movie is probably tax fraud. And this and this man sounds like a Dick Tracy character. He really does sound like Flat Top or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so so then they like, build a raft. Like we're on a. Oh, you know raft. what it is? It's that he. He said, hey, nothing is packed and ready to go for us to leave tomorrow. Like, I thought you were supposed right, to be getting us right, ready. Right, And then he's like, I never wanted you to come back and pulls the gun. That's right. Okay. Well, then we do Huckleberry Finn for a couple of minutes. Or rather, Tom Sawyer. Is Tom Sawyer it's whitewater rafting? rafting. Yes. On an actual raft, though. Yeah. Um, I think it, Tom Sawyer's on the raft. I think it's Tom Sawyer on the raft. I, t- I think. That that I, I think remember. is right. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Tom Sawyer. I know Tom Sawyer painted the fence or didn't paint the fence. Yes, and then there is genuinely almost a 20 minute fight with him and a bunch of ninjas. I'm sorry, a 20 ninja fight. It's not 20 minutes. It's 20 ninjas. Yeah, and then he gets knocked out. Um, he comes to with I guess it's an old lady with no teeth and no tongue. Yeah, she has definitely had her tongue removed. Um, and he's in a very sort of weird, uh, like, fancy-ish bed. Yeah, he is. And there's a handsome man with an Australian accent. The first of many confusing... Because Parmistan... I don't know where Parmistan is. Parmistan is, is definitely in the Middle East. But the accents aren't Middle East. The, no. The princess isn't Middle East. This, the, uh, the, uh, what is happening? Yeah, well, they filmed this in Yugoslavia. And so oh, I think they... Yeah, and I think they just used locals, so it was like, uh, we're not going to try to have anybody do an accent. Yeah. Um, 
they also end up showing the print the, this guy the gymnast because there's like they're like oh so do you think they wait till there's a good number of participants in the game it seems or like did it. all it's of these people just show up on the same day no, I think it's one of those situations where you ha- it's like at the boardwalk, right? If you play with a small number of people at the water gun game, it's like a small prize. But if you fill the roster out, it's a big prize. So they probably do like small games periodically. And then every once in a while, they just keep saving up until they can go for the big teddy bear. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because if, so like, if you win the game, you w- you get to live and get a wish, basically. Yeah. But like if it's a two, it's a one on one game, you can only wish for like a small favor. Whereas like oh. he can wish for this. So the point of this is, oh, we didn't explain so why he was supposed to do it. Yes, the point of this whole thing is the government wants him to win so that they can put a satellite monitoring station there and they can uh, spy on the world basically. So they recruited an Olympic gymnast in order to help them spy on the whole, basically the whole world, and. He doesn't have any qualms in getting involved with this, even though it's the most deadly thing in the world. And then also, it's not especially a fighting competition, so I no. don't know why they trained him in karate because it's no. just a, a, a fun mutter, not fun, a tough mutter, tough mutter, <laughs> yeah, fun mutter. It's a, just like a tough mutter meets American Ninja Warrior, right? So they at this point they meet the contestants, and then we we see he runs through what the competition is, and he says it's a three hundred sorry it's a three mile run, a two hundred foot rope climb, then you have to cross a river, then you have to get through a village, then you have a five mile swamp run, and then if you and can get through all that, you win. Yeah, but it's a it's a they like lift a cloche, and there's a model. Yes, and I was like, what? Why wasn't he told this during training? Like this right. should the training should have been like. They lift the cloche and like first you have to do a, a five mile run and then they cut to him running in the woods. Like then you have to do a two hundred foot rope climb. Cut to him like climbing rope. Like th- there could have been so much clarity, and they didn't do any of that. Well, I think the problem is that this is the seven person version and like the two person version, <laughs> much different games and much smaller favors. So that one is like a quarter mile run. But they then, have the princess. Like they right. should know what all the variations are. They should. They should. Maybe she wouldn't tell them. I also, I read, <laughs> I read a contemporary review. No, no. A current day review because contemporary would be in the time it came out. Correct. A current day review of this movie that was like. You meet the princess, and then you meet the king, and you don't understand how they're related, because the king yeah. looks like Mel Brooks, he and does. she is a beautiful Asian lady. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre, the way that that worked out. Um, and the so, king's doing a vague, like, almost Middle Eastern accent, but it's la- lazy and vague. Yeah, I would. Uh, it, it, it's the the bare minimum you could do. Oh, also, we see what happens, because... They're like, oh, we're going to do a, a quick version of the games today because there's three prisoners. So I, there's no rules. Like, I don't know who has <laughs> to play this game because they're like, oh, prisoners can play the game, too, for their life. And I was like, what? What? Also, no one ever wins. So who would pick that? Yeah, they said no one has won the game. Although maybe they said no foreigner has won the game in 900 years. Like, I maybe mean, people maybe. here do. Maybe it's like their their exercise. Like, they run the course for fun without the 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 like murder part? parts yeah yes so it's just like okay. i'm getting my endurance up to like be able to climb to be able to run for five miles i see 
because uh, at the climb, someone's doing the rope climb, and then someone arrows him from the ground. And I was like, that's not fair. Like, then why would anyone do this? Right. And it then, seems excessively unfair. And then the the Australian aid guy orders the man who shot the man to get shot. And they're like, what? And he goes, it's not fair. You have to... to in order for the guards to shoot at or attack one of the contestants, they have to be on the same plane. So mm. if someone's climbing the rope, it's like the, the gym rope that no one actually does anymore, but is still in all TV shows. I don't think anyone ever did that. I think it's I think it's an entirely made up. You don't think anyone movies. ever did that? I It seems so, like even in a world without liability, it seems truly bonkers that they were like, Climb this rope. The padding is a one and a half inch mat on the floor, and so if you Covered fall from and filled with sweat, right? I if you if you're listening out there and they actually made you climb the rope, chime in. I remember them like getting a rope down, but it had knots in it, and they wouldn't let people climb that high. I don't remember the rope at all, but we also I remember we had different pads. Like we had the thin like quote unquote wrestling mat pads, yeah, and then we had thicker pads for like doing stuff. Maybe uh, all I know is. Uh, someone pointed this out, and I think it's a, an important thing to remember that most fiction is written by dorks, and so the people who are writing about gym class experiences were people who had really traumatic bad experiences. That's fair. Um, so because um, so the basically the rule is so if if he wanted to shoot an arrow at that contestant, he had to be climbing the rope too. Yeah, and he broke the rule, so he was killed. Because later there's a man like almost all the way across the the rope bridge, like he's you know shimming hand shimmying across. The guard has to get out onto the rope himself, hook his feet on, and then fire the arrow in order for it to count. Yeah, it's a cool stunt later, frankly. Oh yeah. Um, my favorite part of this though is like so we start doing the course and like we get to the ropes and stuff and then periodically as they're running there's just a ninja holding a flag that's pointing the way to go it's like at halloween horror nights or yes. a haunted house when there's a team member in black just like pointing one of those with a little flashlight baton yeah yes yes but this so how do you like how what is the process right so what is the is is it these are the is this a position that you aspire to or is this the like oh i'm stuck being one of these because it seems well, like the best job we find out later that because so and wearing, also it's a job that you do not need a human being to do you could just have a flag on the course and then you well, wouldn't i guess have it's to, so people don't cheat like because uh, remember okay, in okay, Little Rascals yeah. when they spin the sign uh-huh. so people go the wrong way on the course? Or, or like I don't know Jurassic why I remember Park. that. Jurassic yes. Park? Yes, that. Um, so the robes they're wearing are like kind of KKK, kind of Death Eater, yeah. kind of Black Plague. Like, right in that ballpark. Yeah, it's yeah. like those were the three style icons for this, for this costume. <laughs> and those costumes are everywhere so you think it's like oh this is the army or the guard the royal guards and then you find out that the royal aide who is betrothed to the princess those are his personal men and i was like whoa we didn't get that explained at all uh zamir is that guy's name by the way zamir yes he's the australian accent guy i think yes um so the movie leads you to believe this and then 10 minutes from the end the princess says to her father is like Zamir is, you know, leading a revolt against you. Why, he has all his guards hide their faces from you. I was like, whoa, wait, what? And what? Why isn't that explained that, like, right. 
Um, we also, oh, that's the other thing. We find out that uh, the princess is betrothed to Zamir, and that's a problem because they're in love. She and she and the gymnast are in love when they haven't exchanged seven goddamn words. <laughs> I mean, look, you just don't understand. It's a very special thing they have. You're right. Every time love at first sight happens, it works out perfectly for everyone. Yeah, it's never ask, failed. Ask the Capulets and the Montagues. Yeah, no, it's uh, or or last week's episode, uh, Julie and Randy from uh, uh, Valley Girl. Well, I don't think anyone died in Valley Girl. <laughs> I'm not. Rem- I mean, it's been a while <laughs> since we watched it, but I don't think anyone died in Valley Girl. Don't you remember the end where they commit suicide together? The, cut, the end <laughs> the, credit scene, the alternate cut of of Valley Girl where they just kill each other. Yeah. Um. So. I just, I just, I, <laughs> so if it is his guards, then my first theory is corrected. This is sort of like a coveted job then. So is it just like they make, like everyone else is training to shoot arrows while dangling by their legs. Is flag guy just like doing like the St. Joe's Hawk where he just has to constantly keep his arms flapping during the basketball games. Is he just like flagging? No. Do you remember that episode of Bob's Burgers where Gene learns how to be a flag waver at a, at a go-kart oh, race yeah yeah i yeah. think there's training i think they're yeah. like i think there's some twirlless some like color guard style twirls that or, just in case <laughs> or like um military drilling where they're like they yeah like, uh, which RCC, is color guard. where they yeah color guard very color guard like it's color yeah. guard yeah i'm not gonna well, call it something different just because the military well, they, does it i mean they don't spin flags they spin guns it's a little but rifles is, rifling is also part of color guard oh yeah you're right yeah I'm okay. not gonna. If you're doing color yeah. guard, just because you're in a military is, uniform. All I'm saying is, show me that movie. I want to watch the training. To you want to watch the drumline? No, the drumline the, version of. I don't want drumline. I want like a. I want the the part where there's like eight dudes who are like, we're gonna be flag men, and then they. That's what they opt for. Everyone else is like, I'm shooting arrows upside down while hanging by my toes, and I'm doing push-ups with my teeth somehow and then these guys are just like snapping flags really swiftly against the other thing i don't want it to be a movie but i feel like this is a comedy sketch that it would have an audience appeal for which is yeah in the funnier die sketch you're pitching yes (laughs) we also oh the so the princess and the gymnast sneak out of their rooms at night and she's like hey zamir is trying to is going to kill literally every player in the game tomorrow yes um Please don't play. You will die because he wants to overthrow my father. If she knows all this, how does dad not know all this? I think I think it's a classic horror movie, kid movie situation where parents are like, yeah, all right, idiot. You're a child. What do you know? Even but though she's, she's like 40. She, I, okay, let's not. She's not 30, that old. 30? She's 30 at the oldest. Okay. It's like she and I don't know what her duties are as princess. It's never clearly defined. Um well, t- princesses don't have a lot of duties. She was t- uh, twenty four when they. Princess Leia had duties. She had okay. to get the 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 plans, the Death Star plans to the rebels. Yeah, right. Yeah, is that what I guess? I think that's. I'm, I'm, I guess. As those words were happening, I was like, "Oh God, I really hope this is what she did." I mean, she like in her office mailed some stuff. I love Princess Leia, but I think people conflate a lot of what she did in the beginning. <laughs> she didn't. She had to put she something put, onto R2-D2. She put a thing in a thing and put it in another thing. But that's not what, that wasn't the original plan. The original plan was for her to hand deliver those plans. Her right. ship just got attacked. 
Right, but then she put it in an inner office mail envelope. She put, <laughs> please fill up all lines on the R2 unit. Yes. Until it's all filled. Exactly. And again, this I love Princess Leia. She's a dope character in a series that was devoid of women for the majority of its existence. But in the beginning, she puts a thing in a bucket and puts the bucket in a boat and then pushes it out to sea. <laughs> Hypothetically, more, you know, basically. Well, then she gets kidnapped and has to hold her. Whatever. You no, know, Princess Leia rules. I'm just saying, people are always like, she got the, like, she put some shit in an envelope and mailed it. It's not, like, that part gets a little inflated, in my opinion. But she only again, did the her. mailing because she couldn't hand deliver. She was but told to stay inside social it, distance. So she had to put she, it in a droid. Even if she hand delivered it, then she just physically delivered a package. It's not that big of a. It's of a, a dangerous, whatever. Do you, what do you think, do you think if you, like, so let's apply COVID to Star Wars. Okay. You know how people are like, it can live for 24 hours or whatever on yeah. cardboard? How long do you think it would live on like a droid? Like if, if a droid showed up at your house, like, hey, I have a thing inside me that I need to give to you. You'd be like, can you wait on my porch for 24 hours? You would or just you- have him, you would just have him project the hologram through your glass door. Through your window. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, Or, or window. Yes. Yeah. That's totally fair. My building has a glass door in the front, so that's what my brain went to. But I would just be like, beep a boop, stay right there. You, no, I'll I'm stay pic- here. I'm on the third floor, so I'm picturing R2 like using his little hover, his little hover feet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, do we mention that we repeated the arrow scene from the cold open? Yeah, where someone got someone shot. Had, okay, had to climb the, onto the thing. That well, I don't. We were kind of talking about that, but not. But that scene ends with a magnificent dummy fall, which I just want yeah. to point out. It is this movie has some excellent, excellent dummy fall. Should have been a bag of soup, but I'm very happy they used a dummy at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big party, like you said, and then uh, the Zamir does a side dance, like SAI, the little swords that Raphael yeah. uses in the Ninja Turtles, and he does this elaborate like sort of nunchucky type demonstration but with these little size and then throws them at the gymnast and i was like why does he know about what's happening right so this kurt then by the way we are at this point when kurt kidnaps this maid which is the next thing 50 minutes into a 90 minute movie um the uh he forces the maid with no tongue to take him to the princess uh and then they have like a brief powwow about it even though well that's know. where she says hey he's gonna zamir's gonna kill all the participants of oh, game okay tomorrow. okay okay i got um, the, the conversation in the wrong spot then okay yeah um she's like hey it's a political i it's not, i don't love him but i have to do this for my country right right um and then there's this weird dialogue they have about old ways and new ways yeah. And I was like, you lost me because I yeah. don't know what is supposed to be happening. Yeah, I'm not sure what, that the movie knew what was supposed to be happening either. It didn't because they were like, she was like, Zamir wants to prove that the games are bad so that he can overthrow my father. And I was like, but the games but meanwhile, are Meanwhile, everybody loves the games. Yeah. Objectively, the them. games are bad, but everyone right. loves the games. So I don't know. Um, so he starts murder. They start murdering. The game happens, and they start murdering all of the um, the people. And the uh, king is freaking out because he's like, "You're breaking the rules." There's this is a this is a very no, civilized. No, the king game. doesn't know because the king is hidden. Remember, they trapped the king in his house. Well, somebody freaks out about them going after them. So they start running through the town square. Then they're it's running the through the cornfield. Oh, so they go through the cornfield, and then 
Uh, the one guy's climbing the rope. The two hundred. Well, who gym who rope. yells when they take off on horseback at the from the town square? Oh, it's at first. So the king okay. says it at first, and okay. then they keep right. him in his house. Okay, and I was like, I I know I watched someone who wasn't Kurt Thomas be like, that's not that's against the rules. The king was like, they because the the horseback Zamir and all his men go after the racers. It's the extreme king's- principle in an eighties movie energy. Yes. Sorry, 80s, 80s music video energy. It was like, yeah. you can't play that kind of music here. And then they like lock him in a closet or something. Kind of, yeah. Um, because they go out he's like, you're supposed to wait for my signal to chase the men. Yeah. But then still just kind of hangs out in his house. Right, right. So the guy, uh, the one guy's climbing the gym class rope and they arrow him from the ground. And I, and I was like, oh, so he is going through his plan. And then the gymnast is climbing the gym class rope. And rather than just arrow him, right? they set the rope on fire, which like, I mean, yeah, it's probably going to kill him. But you know what's definitely going to kill him? <laughs> Five arrows. <laughs> yes. Or have someone waiting at the top. And then even if you want to be cute about it, wait till he gets close and then cut it. Exactly. Um, but also, so this is where I was like, oh, this is where the guns are going to come into play. Like. His men all have guns under their robes or something. Right, right, right. Because no guns are allowed, and because yeah. they're far away from the kingdom, no one's going to hear the gunshots. But no, that wasn't a thing. No, yeah. Um, they could. They honestly probably couldn't afford it. Yeah, that's true. You can't afford a prop gun? But it's not just the prop gun. You need to have, like, squibs and little tiny explosions. I don't think this movie needs squibs. Up. I think this movie just needs the gun. <laughs> but that, So you want someone in the background being like... Like sound of, like fully sound effect. You can find sound effects cheaply, right? But like putting the little like the gun needs to actually fire blanks, or there's no flash because there's no digital. Like you couldn't just do that digitally like you can now. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess. Um, so they do that, and then um, one guy makes it all the way across the like rope bridge part. Yeah, and as he's at the other end, some the the flag man just walks over and kicks him in the face. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a <laughs> the dummy like, what does are like doing <laughs> the dummy does like three end over end flips before do it a hits. flip. Yeah, it's so good. The, it was the funniest possible thing to watch this guy just kind of nonchalantly walk over, and this is Sparta. This man off a cliff. It's but gently no because this is Sparta has some aggression behind it. This is sort of like oh, uh, it is sort of just like a push. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Ugh. um, it's like pushing. It's yeah, it's like pushing your brother off a couch. Um, so then, so Kurt, then only us. By the way, there's like three dudes trying to cross this rope bridge, and only one of them is smart enough to use his legs. Kurt Thomas doesn't even use his legs. He's going hand over hand, which well, is he also crazy. does a he also gets you know style points with it and like uneven bars himself above to like look back and see who's coming and yeah. i was like bro you literally just got on the rope you yeah. know who's just, coming it's the same people just, who were behind you a minute ago just get across why are you wasting time it's so dumb and they decide to cut the rope but from the wrong side he's going he's going from a to b all of the men are on side a yeah and there's one flag man on side b they cut the a side no yeah b flag man cut the rope because <laughs> Then he's upside down falling. Right, exactly. Instead, and if, he's also like maybe six feet from the end when they cut like this touching rope. the edge. Right, they make it easier. Like objectively, he, he he can put his feet on the rock at that point and like kind of walk up the wall. Yeah, he can reverse repel. Um, again, why don't you just use the bow and arrows that you have at the right. ready? 
It's it's like they have to kill him in a cute way or it doesn't count. It's so dumb. Also, Which would make sense if all the world was watching. Right, right. And then Kurt <laughs> throws the flag guy off the cliff. Yeah, why not? Um, but I think, like, again, the movie would have had so much higher stakes if they were like, hey... I want to kill everyone in this game to show the world how brutal he is and like sure that I should be the new king. Cause that would be great. If he was like on a global scale right? and he'd be like, I'm bringing all the games where like the rope's going to break or even or a national scale. Yeah, something. It's yeah. Just, uh, uh, at this point, two of the contestants fight each other. And the one guy, Thorg, who we had uh, seen a little bit earlier, we didn't talk about yet. Uh, he beats up this guy and I think kills him or leaves him for dead. At the very yeah. least. Um, and so they have to get through the, quote, village of the crazies. Yes. Which I don't remember from the breakdown. No, it, the village is in the breakdown. They just didn't say that it was a village of crazies. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, basically it was an where they stick all of their mentally infirm. Yeah, I would much rather have had it been like wolves. Yeah, but I guess people are cheaper than wolves. Oh, for sure. You don't have to train people. Right. No, for sure. I'm just saying I would much rather it have been a whole village of big bad wolves. Yeah. Um, like they're in people clothes. There's a bakery. <laughs> there's one wolf with a basket and a blue dress going through uh-huh. town singing yeah. about how yeah. she hates living here. Skip it. Yeah. Singing her mean <laughs> song about everyone who lives in town. And meanwhile, everyone else is just clowning on her for no reason. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a village of good people. No. Um. So the, and so that guy Thorg, Kurt then fights Thorg, and he he is the one who has the hilarious cowboy movie death where he gets shot with an arrow and does like a slow pirouette, falls to a knee, slowly falls onto his back. It's a very silly town. I thought he got attacked by the crazies in the pig. No, he gets attacked in the pig pen. Yes, but he kill he gets hit with an arrow. Oh, does, I thought he got yeah. stabbed. No. Um. So there's. It definitely sounds like someone bought. You know. At Hallmark, they were like, for 99 cents, you can purchase the Spooky Sounds uh, cassette tape for your <laughs> Halloween party. And they played that because it's literally like, like if you, <laughs> generic dollar store Spooky Sounds CD of like, <sighs> yes. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so he runs through the village. He like goes through the pig pen and escapes Thorg. There's a creepy man who has a, he's like turns and sees a mannequin. And he's like, oh, just a mannequin. Cool, cool, cool. And walks the other way. And then the mannequin turns around and it's just a mask on the back of someone's head, which yeah. was cool. But like, yeah. where was this in the rest of the movie? <laughs> right, right. Much more interesting. So he runs to the town square surrounded by villagers. And wouldn't you know it, there's a pummel horse. <laughs> It was such a hilarious reveal that, like, he's running in and then suddenly it's, it's oh, of course, the perfect piece of equipment for him to do a lot of spin kicks. Like, at the very least, give me, it's like, he sees a saddle and he picks it up and throws it onto a, like, a wall. Sure. Like, show me that, because I was like, why is this here? Or, I don't know, like, maybe it's just a... A column that he does it on? Like, why does it have to... But why does it explicitly have to be a pommel horse? So that he can do his 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 tricks. Um, but yeah, like, if, if it had been, you know, the, a saddle on a wall, or those, like, boat... What are those boat anchor thingies called? A hitch? Uh, yeah, a hitch. Like, two hitches on a fence that, like, you're supposed to tie a horse to. Like... Yeah. It literally looks like the pom- a pommel horse. It doesn't it look like it, it, it belongs it is in the a town. pommel horse, yes. 
it should have looked like something else because he just does a this is his 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 pommel horse routine he does and it's like all these flaily spinny kick things he just like annihilates all these people oh there's also a man with a bare ass yes because when he's when he's looking at the dummy head guy there's a man in a white like pope robe like beckoning him somewhere yeah 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 and I was like, I'm confused. And then he turns around to go inside, and it's just like a hospital gown situation where his ass is out. And I was like, I'm even more confused now. I think it was just supposed to make the whole this is people who are mentally disturbed thing land, but it just comes off very confusing. Yeah, like, I don't uh, know, because the, the the Pope doesn't come back later. Like, I don't know what the Pope right. was planning. Yeah, I don't think, I think it was just, just like a classic, oh, that crazy person thinks they're Jesus type deal. Oh, uh, Fair. So yeah, so we get a five-minute pommel horse routine. And then the, that five-minute pommel horse routine is followed by a five-minute slow-mo chase sequence that is excruciating to watch. It's only slow-mo to stretch to 90. Yeah. And then he starts he starts climbing up. He's in like a narrow alley that has a dead end. So he starts, you know, like climbing the walls like Spider-Man, like hands on either side. And he gets up to these windows with bars and he's trying to pry the bars open. And it looks like they're moving a little bit, which is seriously confusing and then this yeah. ninja like sticks a hand down and is like basically come with me if you want to live and pulls him up and uh turns out that guy at the beginning who got shot with an arrow isn't dead it's kurt's dad oh is it the guy from the beginning yeah oh i didn't get that that remember he says i got shot with an arrow so my arm doesn't work oh gotcha so yeah kurt oh also kurt's father was there we forgot to mention that he He's like, they were like, we sent your father in before you. Yes. And he never came back. So maybe you'll see him there. Maybe that's why you should go. Yeah. Maybe so your dad's dad back, has just been, which has maybe been some, your dad has just been being tortured in a Parmistan jail prison for, I don't know, 20 years or so. Yeah. And so dad's back. Oh, dad got shot with an arrow. Well, first, the princess is like lobbying to save Kurt to the to the king and trying to like convince him that the Zamir's men have overthrown him, which he takes way longer to get to than she does. But He's yeah, the Sultan of Agrabah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. <laughs> but yeah, it's comically ridiculous that they're having this like heart to heart catch up of like, it's been really it's good to know that you grew up good, son. I'm sorry I wasn't there to be it. Like, oh, dad, it's OK. I miss you. And they go in Was for it a that hug. long? They get like four lines of dialogue. No, do what was he got? Was Dad gone that long? I think so. He was like, I I don't think this just happened. Oh, I thought it did. I thought it was like within the last year. No, my impression was that it was like twenty years. I have no idea. The movie didn't tell us. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Um, so yeah, the the princess is cutting between him and his dad, and the princess and her and Mel Brooks. And she's like, hey, dad, here's all the signs. Here's my PowerPoint presentation of why Zamir's a bad guy. And as she's doing that, she's like taking off her royal robes or whatever to reveal her ninja outfit underneath. And she's like, we gotta go. And then they fight their way to the streets. And then the king is like, hey, all the villagers, because they're all, all the townspeople are gathered. He's like, kill the, <laughs> kill all of Zamir's <laughs> men. And the king has, like, a pot and a spoon. Like, he doesn't have any weapons. He just starts, like, throwing objects at people. Yeah, it's great. This also leads to a moment where the princess is is basically doing the scene in one of the later Rocky movies where Adrian's, like, sick in the bed. And she's like, <coughs> there's just one thing for you to do, Rocky. And he's like, oh, what's that? Win. Win, Rocky. 
win and then it cuts to a montage and that's basically what happens here she's like win johnny win and you know the dad says you have to win and then get shot with an arrow oh yeah okay damn it (laughs) sorry yeah it's dad um okay uh, i also forgot to mention it's just worth saying a crazy guy cuts his own hand off oh yeah he does do that this movie is so crazy that that didn't make my notes he's got like a hand sickle like not like a big scythe but like a little sickle and he's fighting with the gymnast and the gymnast knocks one of his hands onto a pipe and the guy grabs it and then just goes like and then slices his own (laughs) hand off and runs away and i was like i don't know what the impetus was for that was it supposed to be that the pipe was like super hot or cold and he couldn't let go of it I don't, the movie could have said literally anything. (laughs) If you're in a village of crazies, I don't know that they're screaming because the pipe is hot. They could just be screaming because they're crazy. Right, right. Um, So now there's a horse chase. And a fight. Yeah, the big Kurt and Zamir showdown happens. And Kurt jumps up, grabs him around the neck with his legs, takes him to the ground and breaks his neck without touching it with his hands. It's bananas. Which, like, I believe a gymnast's legs could 100% do that. but For sure, but this is some pro-wrestling nonsense. You can't, like, that's not how fights work. No one's, no one neck snaps, though, in wrestling, right? I mean, it is, I mean, yeah. Has anyone quote-unquote died in wrestling? I mean, they blew up Vince McMahon's limo once. With him in it? Yeah. And then did he, like, come back from the grave? Yeah, like, so it was, I think they did that story, and then the next week, that one guy murdered his family. I think the timing was, like, very close, so they just dropped it. But yes, there was going to be, like, a he's dead storyline. Uh, I was just curious, because I know, like, The Undertaker was a character in wrestling, so I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if he was someone who, like, died and came back. Uh, not was, is. He just wrestled last month at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, he's, like, 53. Oh, that's rad. How old's The Rock? Is he in that age bracket? No, I think The Rock's in the 40s. And now John Cena is trying to do the th- the Rock thing. The Rock is forty seven, so close. Okay. Um. So Zamir's neck is broken. The uh the villagers do all that attacking of Zamir's squad, and so there's basically they end the coup. Uh, and so Kurt comes riding back into town, and then propped up on the back of his horse like a sack of potatoes is the dad with an arrow sticking out of his back. I like, missed that. Oh man, it's so funny. It I looks that. It looks like if you know when you're a kid and you like would stick an arrow under your armpit, a sword. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that. It's just this like f- like he's on the horse and the thing is just like bouncing up and down, f- wiggly, wiggly, wiggly. Yeah, which would hurt so much if that was really an arrow. Well, it also you. wouldn't be bouncing if an arrow is yeah. lodged in your organs. Your body's gonna hold it pretty still, right? Um, so yeah, Kurt, Kurt's like riding on the horse, the dad's in the back, and then they basically have that scene from the end of, uh, Return of the Jedi. Animal House. Oh. Well, they do do the Animal House ending of text on screen, but I yeah, thought they was... freeze frame text on screen, and I was like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're like, the Star Wars defense system was able to be operational. It's literally to say that, because it's what it was called, the Star Wars. Well, I mean, that's what Reagan called it. I didn't, I don't remember that, but you just said Star Wars the movie, so I wanted to clarify that it was... Yes, yes, no, it was, it was referencing... We're talking about this film. It was referencing the actual, uh, maybe senile president's, uh, Star Wars defense program. Uh, yeah, but that was Jim Cotta, a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, it's just, my problem is that it's not 
as entertaining as I want it to be. Mm. Like, I, I, I love that it's silly. I love that it's 90 minutes, but it's just not as fun. Were you watching this? You were watching this Stone Cold Sober in the Morning, right? Yes. Yeah, so that was your that was your mistake. <laughs> this is a movie that is way better after a few drinks or whatever substances you like. It's so absurdly over the top. It's a real genuine delight, I think. Um, somewhat difficult to find. The only one version of it you can rent is in standard def, and it looks like hot poop. Um, really disappointing that this is not available any other way. It only made it to DVD after winning an internet poll in like 2006 or 7 from Warner Brothers and Amazon to make DVDs of this. Huh. Yeah. Um, Kurt Thomas later did a little bit of television. He's also a very bad actor. He's not good. Uh, I'm sure a pretty nice human being, but uh, not good. Uh, we were kicking around the idea of reaching out to see if he wanted to do an interview, but I was like, after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, we're going to make fun of this pretty hard and probably also him, so maybe we don't talk to that guy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend this. Uh, you'd have to rent it, but what the hell else are you doing right now? Yeah. Um, was Vin Diesel ever like a fighter, or was he just... No. Was he always an actor? He was always an actor. Um... But yeah, one of the weirdest things we've ever covered, just the, the story of getting a gymnast to become an action hero is kind of an insane delight to Bizarre. me. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. I think it's worth your time. It, like Andrew said, it's a tight 90. So, you know, what else are you doing? Yeah, I think I, I, it just needed to be more entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you're crazy for thinking that. But I, yeah, like I said, I, I had a blast with this. I do think it's a little too long. Like, yes. A lot of uh, padding in the runtime, even at 90 minutes. But, yeah, uh, you know, the occasional skip 10 seconds ahead probably won't end your life watching Jim Cotta. But, yeah, I recommend this one. This is a fun, silly way to spend 90 minutes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we really appreci- appreciate that, as always. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with the start of Listener Request Month. That is uh, June 4th. Fourth, which will be the first episode of that. We don't know what that episode is going to be yet, but we'll have posted uh, what all those episodes will be uh, when we post our uh, drawing for those episodes. So you can check that out uh, and you'll know that way. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump on Patreon, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s and f- see all the cool stuff there. Hopefully we will have that commentary track soon. Like I said, we're only one $5 patron away. Um, Check us out on all the various social media channels. It's Dissect the 80s on Twitter or Dissecting the 80s on Facebook. Send us an email at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. And dissectingthe80s.com has all the things you'd ever want to know about the show. Thank you so very much for listening. And we will see you on June 4th. Until then, I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.